Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 336. Yeah, you got it. Or 26 for some reason. Uh, I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. A lot of sports stuff to cover. Uh, we're going to start with the uh, Jake Paul-Nate Diaz fight. Uh, Tony watched it. I did watch it. It was, uh, you know, it was it was entertaining, I guess. I was over at a friend of a friend's house, a little gathering, and they, like, streamed it. So there would be those moments where it was, like, a big moment was happening, and then it would just pause. But it was... Uh, no, nah, I'm actually during the main event. It was actually pretty good, but uh, yeah, it was just another one of those fights that you know it gets the people to watch because it's you know it's Jake Paul versus another big name that's not in his sport and he's out of his prime. Uh, Nate Diaz, but uh, I, I enjoy Nate Diaz. I actually really like Nate Diaz. I think I just like how honest he is and all that stuff. And uh, they even asked him. I saw actually something on Instagram today. Uh, I guess I should say Jake Paul did win in decision, which I think a lot of people assumed and. He did get the one knockdown, so I think uh, that was what really was the deciding factor because out of uh, the 10 rounds, Nate Diaz definitely won, I would say, at least half. But again, it was the knockdown that uh, was the big deciding factor, and uh, Jake Paul did win by decision, which, I mean, anytime I feel like it goes to a decision with Jake Paul, he's going to be the winner, it seems like. But, uh, you know, they even asked Nate Diaz. I saw a thing on Instagram today, and they asked him, like, did you think – you won the fight because, you know, most fighters will be like, oh, yeah. And he even said he's like, no, he's like, I knew like, you know, he he got the knockdown. I knew he was going to get it. And I guess the big thing is that uh, Nate Diaz said, well, come to my sport. And <laughs> you have seen boxing. It, it just is so different because when you're on the ground, it's just different than being up on your feet. And I think they claim Jake Paul said he would, but he said it would cost 10 million for him to do it, which I get because I'll be honest. That's the thing is like Nate Diaz can last 10 rounds in Jake Paul's sport. If Jake Paul goes into Nate Diaz's sport, the moment that sport gets into the ground, uh, Jake Paul's tapping within, I would guess, a few seconds. Like it's it's just so different. The technique that comes with, you know, on the and ground and whatnot. He's so, only uh, done boxing, right? Yeah, I believe okay. so. And I'll give Jake Paul credit where credit's due. He's not a bad boxer by any means. He's He works hard at it. He's in good physical shape. He's a good, he is a good boxer, but it's just like, obviously people would like to see like, Hey, if you really think you're a good boxer box guys that are in their prime. And I think the one time he did against was a Tyson Fury's brother. It's like he, he lost. So who's not really a legitimate guy either. Yeah. Like he's not like his, his brother, brother was the heavyweight champ, but like, I mean, he, he was not like a top ranked guy or anything. So, um, but yeah, that is where it should go. It just, there's more money in this. Yeah. And I, I had the fun... Cons- more spectacle. I had the fun little theory that I was like, if Jake Paul were to lose this, it would have been a second in a row. And I was hearing people saying like, oh, that means people wouldn't want to watch him anymore. And I said, the one thing that would make people want to watch it again is if he did uh, from the movie The Warrior and stepped in the ring against his brother or something. That's that's what would be the ultimate seller is if Logan Paul and Jake Paul went at it. <laughs> yeah. Or if you fought Michael B. Jordan for real. Oh. No. It was the real Creed. That's uh, that's something to think know. about. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I mean, it was another, you know, fun Jake Paul fight where people get together and watch. Literally, it's entertainment is really what it is. I mean, it's. Uh, yeah, it's sports. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I mean, th- this is more like 
Because I've even heard the stuff before about like there's supposed to be like a no knockout clause and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's it's more of like entertainment of sports. It's like, you know, it's almost like you're watching it's wrestling. It's a spectacle. Like, it is. Yeah, it, it does have to be frustrating to, to the real boxers that like, well, this is this is the more popular thing. Yeah, it's celebrities fighting. And I, yeah. they, I mean, we've heard the whole thing about like, supposed like Elon Musk and uh, oh, yeah. Zuckerberg are supposed to fight. And it's like, that would sell more than... Somebody watching Canelo versus, you know, or the Crawford and um, the other guy that fought the other a couple weekends ago. Fight of the century, if that happens. Yeah, I mean, that's what they say. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was that was pretty much that. I mean, don't need to get too much into detail with it. I mean, you know, Jake Paul won a decision, which, you know, kind of expected, I guess. He was like a minus 400 favorite. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was fun to watch, though, I guess. You know, I I was I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I saw some clips. I just kind of, kind of wanted to just hear that he lost. I don't know. I have a hard time finding YouTube celebrities as celebrities, and I understand he's not really YouTube anymore, um, but just seems like a spectacle. All right, let's talk about the NBA. Uh, yeah, just one one story here, and that is uh, Anthony Davis uh, got an extension with the Lakers, so three years, $186 million, Oh, yeah. Uh, is the highest now per year. Um, salary. Um, so I don't think that it kicks in until next year. So Jalen Brown still gets that highest paid player thing for a year. And then Anthony Davis would take over, but there could be another extension from another player that could surpass him. It'll so just keep we'll going but, up. I mean, yeah. But yeah, there was a thought that uh, with uh, LeBron being up at the end of this year, that maybe the Lakers would just kind of start over and let Davis go because they really want to be paying 33 year old Anthony Davis 60 million. Um, and the Lakers said yes. Well, we'll do it, I think so. what helped is he had a pretty decent playoffs, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, he's worth it in the now if you're expected to be good. But he's also got to have LeBron. people. Yeah, I was gonna say he's also got to have people around him. So if they do lose LeBron, they better hope to go find someone that's can score and be a someone that you know they don't have to just put all the teams don't have to just put the focus strictly on. Yeah, Anthony but I also Davis. don't think LeBron's leaving after this year. Um, I think he'll stick it out. I know the with big the, Lakers, the big but. rumors are like that he wants to play with his son. So if his son is good enough to go to the NBA after one year, that he'll want to go to wherever that team is. But then again, we as we talked about a couple weeks ago, his son just had cardiac arrest yeah. practice. So I mean, playing. I think there's a lot of other things that have to happen first before we talk about his son being drafted and playing uh, for a team uh, next or uh, in a couple seasons. But uh, yeah, all right. Well, NBA, it'll be here before you know it. We're already in the middle of August almost. Uh, NBA season starts in October. I mean, we, in two months, we will be talking about NBA again, which is kind of crazy. I mean, it's Time is just Tony, moving. It's practically Halloween. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. been practically Halloween since November 1st for me. Weather is <laughs> so <kidding>. bizarre. <laughs> it is bizarre. Like, I, I was looking at the weather app. Should I make like a big pot of mold yeah. apple cider next week? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Get some fireside chat. Yeah. <laughs> But it was, uh, I was literally looking at the weather because it was, like you said, it's been, it's a little bit of gust of winds out here in Orange County and there's some clouds in the sky. And I was like, is it going to rain? Was a fire last night. Was there? The hills, in the San Diego Hills there. Yeah. Oh, so I didn't know that. We're getting into fire season. It's, it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. San Diego Hills. That's where I live and work, kind of. Well, you know what sport is best known for the month of October? Ooh. NFL. What is it? No, no, close. Okay. That's what I have next on the list, Andy. You want to go straight All to right, baseball? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, it was, it was on my list. It was a next. good transition. Um, we'll baseball, go, we'll go baseball's baseball. in the, the heart of its season. 
We got a couple months to go before October, which means MLB playoffs. Um, but yeah, some some interesting stories from this week. Um, leading off here with uh, the Rays ace Shane McClanahan is likely out for the season. So that hurts them a lot. Uh, the Rays had this miracle or wonderful start to the season. Yeah, not miracle. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was a miracle. They, very, they earned it. It was a very good start yeah. of the season. Um, they've kind of fallen off a bit. They're in second place right now, but they're still a very good team, and they're going to be in the playoffs. And this really hurts that they're going to be missing their ace. Well, yeah, they went from like, oh, they're for sure number one seed. They've got this McClanahan guy who was like the favorite to win Cy Young to now. He's out for the rest of the year, most likely. They've been, they've slipped a little bit. They're now three games behind Baltimore. Um, and so that's important because they might, you know, if they have to get a road game or something in Houston or wherever, Texas, wherever they might have to go, uh, it's, it, it could be a little difficult. And, uh, you know, I, I, they were the, the, well, the funny thing is I was still looking at it even today and they are still the favorites to win the AL at like plus 350. Uh, and I think that's one of those funny things where like people just don't believe in Baltimore. Like, yes, they they're three games ahead in the division. They might win the division, but when it comes to playoff time, it's just such a different game, and people just don't believe in them. And I think people even still, even though the Rangers got Scherzer, they still just don't believe in Texas. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if this is another season where we see Houston in the World Series because they just seem to somehow always figure it out. Like they'll 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 be a team that just somehow gets healthy at the right time. They did get Ver, uh, Verlander again, which. You know, we talked about, and it's like, you know, they, and then they did have their Valdez guy throw a no hitter last week. So, I mean, you know, uh, there's just a good chance. It seems like they're representing the AL, but the, the two biggest favorites right now, just to win it in general, are just the Braves and Dodgers. I mean, those are the two best teams in baseball. Not really even a close third, I don't think, right now, because the AL's just been, you know, people don't even believe in the best team in the American League right now, which is the Baltimore Orioles. So, Kind of interesting, but uh, yeah. But uh, speaking of the Orioles, we actually do have some Oriole news here. As uh, their uh, announcer, I believe Kevin Brown. Yeah, I, I was very confused when I yeah, saw that. Yeah, because it wasn't the legendary Dodger uh, pitcher yeah, Kevin Brown, right? Not that Kevin Brown, but their play-by-play guy Kevin Brown. <laughs> I should say the legendary Florida Marlins pitcher because I think he pitched, pitched when everywhere. They, when the, well, he yeah. won the World Series on that like '96 team or whatever it was. Um, played in the World Series for the Padres, of course. That was a big one too. Uh, but yeah, their their play-by-play guy. Uh, has had been suspended. He hadn't done a TV game since I think July 23rd. And people were like, it's a mystery. What's going on? Um, some people inquired and they kind of discovered that he was suspended for some comments he made on a broadcast about the Orioles lack of success in prior seasons. <laughs> and so people were like, well, what did he say? Let's go back and look what the, the broadcast was. It was very, very tame. He brought up the fact <laughs> that this year, the Orioles have already won three games in Tropicana field. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays uh, home f- home field there. Um, and in the pre- previous three seasons combined, the Orioles had only won three games. They went 3-18 and over the last three seasons, which is not good. Um, so he's just bringing up the facts. And this had a graphic and everything. So this was not him yeah, like, it was off the, the cuff yeah, saying the pro- something. The producers put it on the screen. Yeah, this was a, a rehearsed bit that they were going to talk about how, look how improved the Orioles are this year. They were very bad previously, and now they're doing good, which is just a straight fact. The Orioles were among the worst teams in, in baseball for a good stretch there. Um, I think they had a, a nice little comeback season last year. And then this year, they've been great. Um, that happens. That's just facts. But uh, apparently, the 
Orioles um, owners did not like that, and they uh, took him off the broadcast. Um, yeah, wild. So now that the story's come out, they've just been roasted. Just oh yeah, no, they the have- entire um, play-by-play community is just mm-hmm. killing them. Like they're, it's like yeah, I heard some things say there. I guess about the Yankees were saying how like their announcers were saying that. They're like, wow, we would get fired every day because we were not afraid to talk about how we've talked about all the time how the Yankees have the worst on-base percentage, batting average and stuff. And then there was the White Sox announcer that what, either the White Sox or Mets announcer came out and criticized it and said, well, let me tell you what, Baltimore, there's 29 other franchises here that would be happy to take him. So, yeah, Baltimore's getting a lot of uh, a lot of criticism. And it's kind of funny because they brought it up, too. They're like... This could become a distraction because now people are like, here's a team, a young team that's playing very well this season. They're in first place over three games, like we said. And now the attention is the fact that they're fire or not firing, but suspending indefinitely their play by play guy because all he talked about was how they had struggled in the past and now they're doing well. And it's, you know, it's really, it's pathetic. It makes me feel like there has to be something deeper. Whoever's opinion that was to fire him or, or not fire him, but suspend him. There's, other stuff going on there has to be because you cannot suspend somebody over that like that is just insane yeah i've heard that that the family that owns the team is very very thin-skinned and i know there's a lot of controversy there with it's like one brother wants them to sell and the other brother is suing them and all that kind of stuff so there's all that garbage going on with that team yeah well then um, that's why this team is going to probably win the division and be eliminated in the first round yeah it's not a great situation yeah um, would you say they got they'll get knocked out? Ooh, I don't know, sure. but I can tell you someone that did get knocked out. Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez. You know, there there was the Jake Paul Nate Diaz fight, but this was actually the fight of the weekend. They say, you know, and uh, Tim Anderson, Jose Ramirez. I know there was previous beef. It's a uh, it's an absolute circus in Chicago right now for the White Sox. Actually, opposite on the Cubs side, the Cubs are actually playing very good baseball right now. But on the South side, it's complete chaos. Uh, and Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez put on a great pregame show for the Jake Paul Nate Diaz fight on Saturday because Jose Ramirez doubled, slid into second, and I know there's been some previous beef before, and he touched him or whatever, like kind of in between the groin area. There was words that were said, and then my favorite part about well, they squared up, dude. This looked like a hockey fight. Well, Tim Anderson looked like he was uh, the Notre Dame mascot there. Yeah, the- Tim Anderson dropped his gloves again like it was hockey. He puts up. His hands, and the best part was the ref originally tried to fight it, or I'm sorry, the ref, the umpire, tried to stop it, and they basically pushed him out of the way, and the umpire basically let it go as if he was an NHL ref, a boxing ref, and let them go. And I don't blame him, because that umpire is probably somewhere in his 50s or something, and was like, I'm not going to get in the way of this. Like, if they're going to start beating the shit out of each other, let them beat the shit out of each other. And there was, like I said, Henderson squared up, he was ready, punches were thrown, and it was blind, but Jose Ramirez connected with a right hook and got Anderson, and Anderson just completely, you know, did the whole back pedal just dropped. And it was pretty phenomenal. And a lot of people don't like Tim Anderson. He's a little bit of a clown out there. And he got knocked out. And I will tell you, the internet and everybody is just loving it. They they love to see it. And he got knocked out. And it was it was funny because then they, you know, I, I, Tim Anderson ended up getting suspended six games, and I think they only gave Ramirez three. And I know the managers got suspended too. And they talked to Terry Francona after like what he thought. And they said, what did you think of the left hook? And Francona corrected him. And he's like, it was right hook, right hook. And then, you know, he didn't know what to say. He's like, it's not funny. It's not funny. He's like, but you know, whatever. And then he ended it with uh, what the judge from the Simpsons said, boys will be boys. (laughs) And uh, 
he that's what he said <laughs> i mean it's like what else can you say i guess i mean i don't know but uh the white Sox have had issues like uh this well another thing we wanted to talk about was that they had the relief pitcher chris middleton left the team and when he left the team he uh talked about how it just how poorly run the organization is he was talking about how uh, rookies are sleeping in the bullpen uh guys are missing practices and they're missing meetings and nobody there's no fines nobody cares and it's it's just not a good situation and i guess chris middleton's been known to be kind of a loud mouth when he leaves teams and stuff but uh lance lynn even came in and backed him up and said like no he's he's telling the truth like that's you know what's going on and i know andy was saying how uh Yasmani Grandel was having issues just with Tim Anderson, I believe, or something. Or Tim Anderson was having issues with him. I don't know. Yeah, so Grandel's a veteran, and he was trying to duck out early for the All-Star break. And Tim Anderson, like, called him out and said, like, I'll kick your ass for it, like, if you don't want to play here. And I think Grandel's like, no, I don't want to play here. Like, (laughs) this sucks. Uh, The the whole situation really does suck for the White Sox and how they kind of blew this with uh, a lot of good young talent. Some of it hasn't really panned out. Uh, Like, Moncada was, like, supposed to be, like, the best... Prospects. Well, what about the guy they had? Uh, uh, Luis Roberts been good. Um, what about the guy they had a couple years ago that came up and batted like 500 in his first 10 games, and then Tony Larusa basically well, said wasn't he, he just like a catcher or something? But no, he was really good. He was good for a while. I already yeah, forgot his name. Know. You know, but he was hitting the home runs. He was hitting the average, and then Larusa said something to him, and then all of a sudden he struggled, and then he went down to the. They dropped yeah. him back down to the minors, and then well, he quit. That that's where this stems from. Is is they hired an 80 year old Tony Larusa to take over the team. Full of Who young also was Cubans. fresh off a of DUI too. Yeah, like and just has had his own problems. And so Larusa, they they he had some health problems, I think, at the end of last year. Oh, I and found they just it. relieved him. Yerman Mercedes. Okay, yeah. Um, so then this year they had a new guy who's just had no experience and just no no control over a clubhouse that's already been uh, kind of messed up. But it just sounds like it. Just do a full tear down here. Um, they kind of have. <laughs> They traded a bunch of people, um, but that was the thing was like uh, their ace, uh, Cease, there was the, the Whites who said, no, we're going to rebuild around him instead of trading him this um, trade deadline, but maybe they should have just really traded anyone who had any value. But yeah, it's 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 a mess, um, and you know, I think the White Sox made the right decision selling at the deadline, and um, there's another team that I think I made, made the right decision <laughs> to buy the deadline, but it blew up all over their face. Yeah. Um, the Angels have yet, yet to win a game since the trade deadline. Yep. Um, seven in a row, uh, at least two blown saves by their closer who had and I, 23 I, I, straight, I think. I saw the one on Thursday when he gave up a grand slam when they were up three to one in the bottom of the or top of the ninth. Bases loaded, nobody out. The number nine hitter is coming up. And this number nine hitter played for the Savannah Bananas back in 2018. And we've talked, I don't know if we've talked about really the Savannah Bananas, but they're just a fun little little like personal league team that they fuck around. They, they pitch it from like 90. I mean, from like farther away with like a green ball from like 85 feet away. They, the guys are pitching on stilts with cowboy hats with like cutoffs. And the, here's the best part about the Savannah banana league. Andy is if the opposing team, if they hit a foul ball into the stands and a fan catches it on the fly, it's an out. (laughs) It's, it's, it's just a fun league. And this guy was on this team and the, some scout was like, this is the guy we need. <laughs> thing. And so he hit the home run. So it and sounds then, like it's like the Globetrotters. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's a fun little league. And uh, this guy, uh, 
yeah, was on the team and hit the home run for the uh, the Mariners. And then the Angels blew the lead last night. They were up three to two and had a, gave up six runs. And it was Estevez yeah. that came in and gave up three runs and a third of an inning. And they hurt me by doing it. Yeah, to the, the Giants. The Giants are close. Yeah, they're they're right there with the Dodgers. So it's it's a struggle because the Angels. There was promise. We talked about how a few weeks ago we were like, oh, are they going to sell because they're not doing well? Then they went on this nice win streak. And not only did they keep Otani, they were buyers. We talked about it. they got Giolito, they got Kron, they got Gurchik, they got uh, Reynaldo Lopez. They got good, solid players. And then they, you know, their schedule got a little tougher with Atlanta and then, you know, Seattle, San Francisco. They lose two of three in Atlanta, which is not, not the end of the world. I mean, most teams are going to lose two of three in Atlanta, but then they get swept at home at Seattle. And I think that's when I honestly believe the wind left their sails when they gave up that grand slam because they were up in that game. It was the first game of the four game series at home. And when that, when that happened, it was as if. They they just they simply never recovered. I mean, they end up getting swept. They lose the next three, and it's like it just makes you wonder if they would have won that. Would momentum have kept going, and then instead, it stops. And you know, we only know what we know. I mean, we didn't know any of this White Sox stuff until after the fact. You know what I mean? So who's to say there's not a little turmoil going on in Angels and stuff? And like like this team is struggling, and it's uh, it's unfortunate because I feel like this time a week ago, I want to say they were like four games, four and a half, maybe out of the last wild card spot, definitely in the hunt, maybe even like three games back. And now they're eight games back and it's all but over for and the most they're part. They're behind like four or five teams at this point. Exactly. I mean, yeah, they're behind the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, Astros, Mariners. Mariners. Uh, yeah, I mean, the list goes on. But uh, yeah, so it looks like, I think I heard some today that the Angels have like a 2% chance to make the playoffs and... It's sad because, you know, Mike is Mike Trout even going to come back? Home runs uh, is he going to come days. back? I mean, I feel like if, you know, uh, they they got to win. They got to snap, put themselves on a five or eight game win streak, I think, if they want Mike Trout to come back. I mean, what's the point to bring Mike Trout back if you're going to be 13 games out of the last wild card spot with 28 to go? I mean, you got to be a realist. And he hasn't come back yet. And he's been out for what? Pushing two months, I'm sure, at this point. I feel like it's been a while since no, I've seen him play. It was, it was like July 4th. It was around there. It's been a month. Okay. Feels like two. But, it's been uh, a long summer. Has been a long summer. Uh, but with the end of the summer approaching, that does mean one thing. Yeah, now Sean can get into his sport he was going to talk about. Now he can talk about football? Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, as summer closes, a new season begins, and that's football season. Um, not fall, but football season. Uh, so training camps have been going on. We've even had the first preseason game, uh, the Hall of Fame game with the Browns and with Browns and Ravens. Who is it? I don't even Browns know. and Browns uh, and Jets. Browns and Jets. Yeah. Um, but we'll have everyone else be playing their games this week. So and Thursday some, we'll have a couple games, yeah. and then Friday will be, I think, like the majority of them, or Friday Saturday. Yeah, they're usually played on weird days here in the preseason. Uh, but yeah, one big story coming out of the NFL this week is uh, Alvin Kamara is, has been suspended three games for. Um, an incident that's, I feel like it's like years ago at this point, but, um, his buddies like beat a guy in Vegas. I don't remember the, all the details, but it's been a long time since they've been investigating this and they finally came down with this. And I mean, I, what I'm thinking about is like, Hey, there's another running back right there. I don't know what his contract is. Um, but he's an example of a guy who came out super hot, like right away, super productive for that team. Last year, he didn't really do much, did he? He hasn't really done much, I think, in the last two years. Who's their backup running back? I don't even know. I don't know. Let's find that out. Yeah, we haven't done our fantasy preview. No, we we will, though. We will give you a nice little fantasy preview. Uh, But, yeah, I don't even know where he would be ranked at this point. 
But uh, those three games uh, don't help, I would say. Jamal Williams from Detroit last year. Okay. So yeah, the uh, touchdown who, game, who yeah. I think led the league in rushing touchdowns last yeah, year. He stole all the touchdowns away. So yeah. he, uh, he, I mean, Kamara's got to be careful. I mean, if he's got the momentum, they got Derek Carr now. Maybe Michael Thomas is back finally. The team is, yeah, it's team's a mystery. That's like, well, the whole division's a mystery, to be honest with you. The whole division's a mystery because there's, there's been apparently some some syndicates that are really high on the Falcons. There's people, there's big betters out there that have been putting big money on the Falcons to win the division and nobody seems to know why. But there's John Robinson there. That's what they're saying. The running back trend. He's, you know, he's already like a top five fantasy running back. Oh yeah. Cause he's going to catch a hundred passes probably. Yeah. It's like Kamara coming right out of the gates. We're going to throw you the ball a bunch. Um, yeah. And Falcons running backs weirdly do well. What about... Uh, who yeah, was Cordero it always did. Yeah, what was it? Cordell what? Cordero Patterson. But then the, who was years. before? Lendell White or something? Not Lendell White, no. but... Uh, well, uh, Turner. Devontae Freeman. And Michael Turner, right? Yeah, Michael Turner was was great player for... Yeah, and then long... Freeman had a nice little run, too. Their Super Bowl era, too, when they had uh, Jamal Anderson. Yeah, that was we're a, going way back there. Yeah, well, they are. Yeah. They've, had always, they've always had some solid running backs. Michael Vick. Okay. Yeah. I mean, borderline. I mean, he was good. He's a quarterback, but he was basically their running back. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, They open up uh, week one against the Tennessee Titans, who have DeAndre Hopkins. And I saw that they were they were talking about how they were favored by three and a half, and now they're only favored by three. But I think they said how they think the three and a half was already because the fact that they thought Kamara would be out. But I think Jamal Williams is just as good of him. I mean, he's a great backup. So I mean. Even without Kamara, you still got with Jamal Williams, Derek Carr's first game in New Orleans. I still think the Saints are the team to probably bet that game. I think the Saints can beat the Titans at home week one. Do you really want to be making bets four weeks out, five weeks out, wherever we are? No, but I'm saying like, I'm saying when the time comes, I think they, as long as everybody's still healthy, I'm saying I think they can win that game. Well, what do you think? Anyone in the NFL can win any game anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They're all good. They're all bad. That's what they used to say. I used to listen to this thing a long time ago that said that in the NFL, the best team compared to the last team is as thin as a piece of paper. And the reason why I think that's really true is the Tampa, speaking of the NFC South, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When they got Tom Brady, they won the Super Bowl. Right now, Tom Brady is gone. His first year gone. They're supposed, they're predicted to get last place in that division. And I mean, yeah. it just, it just I mean, really does tell you. There's other things that happen there, but yeah, I know there is, but I'm just saying, but it just tells you the, yeah. to your point, how thin it is. Like, how close it is. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, it, the best teams are really only a player or two away from the, the best teams, you know, the worst and the best. I mean, so, but speaking of guys that are wanting to play in the NFL, we got some uh, college, I believe to talk about in the NF, in the football realm. Yeah. And this is a uh, part two to a story from last week. The, the PAC 12 is, is, is done. Uh, we talked about Colorado leaving for the big 12. And what did that mean? Um, there was a story about Apple trying to get the rights to TV rights to the, to the Pac-12 games. And that's what they're going to push for. Uh, but in the end, they couldn't get that deal done or what, what Apple's offering was not close to what the teams wanted. And, uh, a bunch of teams took other options. Uh, Washington and Oregon are going to join, uh, USC and say like in the Big Ten. So there'll be a, a four team Big Ten contingent there on <clears throat> Pacific Coast. So, uh, is this yeah. just for football or basketball, too? No, it's too? for everything, and people, okay. are, people are pissed. We'll talk about it. Okay. Um, and then Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah all went are going to the Big 12. So Arizona was offered the Big 12 before the other teams, which I think was strange to me because they're the worst football program out of those three teams. And USC— but what is the Big 12 known for more than football? Basketball. Basketball. Kansas. Kansas Baylor. 
some really good programs there. Arizona is They're a good basketball team. A very good basketball program. That is the Big Twelve is the best basketball conference by far now. Oh yeah. Um doesn't yeah, matter. The USC and UCLA aren't gonna bring much to the Big Ten. Neither will Washington or well, UCLA is good. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. UCLA is good. I, that was a brain fart on my part. I mean, USC, Washington, and Oregon, I don't think will bring – because the Big Ten's yeah. – It'll be good. fun. It'll be fun, Usually actually. Good. But, yeah, Big 12 has been the has been the best conference. I think they said like eight of the last ten years on like the computer rankings and stuff. So, the fact that they're adding Arizona is, is pretty big. Um, but I do like that the Arizonas are going to stick together. That That's one of the worries oh, yeah. with all this stuff. But it is devastating to say like – ASU USC is always a good game, especially yeah. here. Especially for my friends, so yeah. many people that go to ASU. I was at the Jail Mary game. Uh, yeah. Jalen uh, Strong when he caught the Hail Mary to beat USC when they came back. I was at that game. It seems like a lot of the country kind of ignores how big some of these Pac-12 matchups are and how much we care about. Because like, oh, they don't care about college football on the on the West Coast, but they do. Uh, the Pac-12 just hasn't had a team won a title in years. Um, they're they're definitely the worst of the major conferences. So. Uh, this is what happened. They they were the worst, and now they're no, they're no more. Uh, but it did leave four teams without a conference right now, and we don't know what's going to happen. Again, this is this doesn't affect the upcoming season. This is all for twenty twenty four. But Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State are conferenceless uh, as of right now for for the next year after this one. Um, Cal has been bad for a while. They're not really good at either sport. Stanford had a really good football program for a good stretch, but haven't been good for a few years. But they have one of the best athletic departments, like overall. They've won the most NCAA tournaments of any school. Um, and that just shows you how football is king and no one cares about everyone else. So, um, because there's been stories about like softball players saying, I committed to play at UCLA. Because most of my games will be on the West Coast and my parents are, can go to the games. My parents aren't going to fucking New Jersey to go see <laughs> us play Rutgers in February. Like, that's not going to happen. But they might go to Tempe to see me play ASU. Um, and there's just a no consideration for that shit or mm-hmm. um, swim team or anything like that. It's just like, and even basketball, that's going to be a nightmare. You still going to be playing road games against Rutgers and Maryland. But then also Rutgers Maryland playing road games. Same thing, yeah. Same thing. It just it's it's shitty because that's. You think it's tougher for the West Coast teams to go to the East or the East Coast teams to come to the West? In the NFL, historically, it's worse the other way, going from here to there because they start earlier. So from the West to the East. Yeah, yeah. but I don't know um, how that would affect like college basketball or something. I'll tell you what. When I remember when I was in New York for uh, cross country, my junior year of high school, it was weird seeing that. NFL games were at 1 and then 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. The 10 and 1 a.m. is just perfect, I think, especially on a Sunday. And then you get the five the 5.30 game. Like, I remember watching the Red Sox and Indians. It was in October when I was out there. They went to extra innings, and it was like 1.30 in the morning. And I'm like, yeah. what the hell, dude? It was the ALDS. Yeah, and that, that's the other thing is uh, in college football, we love Pac-12 after dark. That's what they call it. That's, that's the name. You know, yeah. Those wild games that end at 10 o'clock our time. Um, well, those games just don't get shown so what happens like when these when like Rutgers comes to Washington? Are those games still be like seven thirty starts? So I mean, is that going to be a ten thirty start not, because in Washington? Because the Big Ten will control that, yeah. and they'll go okay. Whenever one of the East teams comes west, we'll make sure it's that's going to be an a four o'clock game. game. Yeah, twelve thirty. You're right. Yeah. So you probably will get less so of those after some, dark games. But you know what this is going to do then? This is going to bring the popularity to the other conferences, like the Mountain and the West, yeah, the Wack, whatever. State. So, so Utah State, the, Hawaii. The expectation still. is that. 
Like Oregon State, Washington State will end up joining with that conference because that's the only logical thing they can do. But that's going to be a big blow to those programs because they won't be able to face each other. What about the rivalry? No Washington, Washington State, no Oregon, Oregon State. That's a big part, too. They'll have to schedule that independently. Like Texas, Texas A&M still schedule each other. That's true. Um, But starting in two years, they'll be in the same conference again. They're going to have to. Um, They're going to have to do that. I would think so. And I think that's like the thing, too. Doesn't like, wasn't it for a while? I don't know if it still is, but like Notre Dame always made it a point to play like USC and stuff or like Stanford. Michigan. And they've kind of actually fallen down on that a little bit. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, But I think with the new Big Ten, USC, UCLA will always play each other, um, just like Michigan, Ohio State always play each other. So yeah, um, yeah, well, they're, they're making three just power conferences: Big well, Ten, still, Big Twelve, and SEC. And the ACC, but the ACC, ACC is Florida State. Florida State's saying they want out, so that could be the next to go. Um, we'll see. Well, then that if that goes. happens, then Clemson's going to have. Uh, don't you think yeah, they're Cle- going to have to leave? Clemson has also said if that they can't happens, just bully or everybody. Yeah, we're out too. What fun would that be? Yeah. Which would destroy a great basketball league. That's true, yeah. Because um, the ACC is good at basketball. Yeah. So you'd probably end up seeing as... So the ACC is pretty split uh, between North and South. Um, there's a lot of teams in the South, North Carolina. Because uh, you made a Florida good point State, there. But then there's Syracuse, Boston College. Because I think I'm still thinking mostly uh, football. But forget ACC with basketball. Because there is the Duke is in ACC, right? And like... is Clemson's in the ACC. Yeah. In Boston. Well, yeah, like Carolina, said, NC State... Uh, but then they have the northern teams, Syracuse, yeah. um, Boston College, Virginia Tech, Virginia. Yeah. yeah, wow. That's good. A lot to digest. It'll be a, This will be the last season with it, though. I mean, we're talking about all this, but all this doesn't happen until next year. So a year from now, we'll really be talking about it because that's when it'll be starting up. But uh, there's a different kind of football. Sean, can you let us know what that's about? Oh, that is the Ladies' World Cup. The Ladies' World Cup. And if you diehard listeners remember... This time last week, we talked about the Ladies' World Cup. And I said that how USA, if they're the remaining schedule, they wouldn't get to play any games like before midnight on the West Coast. And I said, well, you know what? That might not matter because the way they're playing, I don't think they're going to get that far. And I made it a statement. I want to bring this part up. I said I think the finals could be England-Spain. And that is still very live because the United States has been eliminated. They lose 0-0, really. It was a 0-0 game, and they lose technically 1-0 because they lost in the shootout. Uh, In the four games that USA played, they scored four goals, and they only gave up one (laughs) because they beat Vietnam 3-0. They draw 1-1 to the Netherlands. They draw 0-0 to Portugal, and they technically draw 0-0 to Sweden, but then lose in the shootout, which makes it a 1-0 final. Uh, pretty pathetic performance. It was uh, Megan Rapino, who is very popular for her everything, and she uh, ended her soccer career for the United States team by missing a penalty kick. And uh, she didn't even play that much. I mean, there's been a lot of controversy about how like she was, and it just the team just didn't seem... I don't know. It was weird. I mean, I only watched a couple, like a game and a half, I'd say. Like, I watched like the end of the Netherlands game and I watched a good portion of the Vietnam game. Just didn't look good. I mean, you need to be beating those teams. I mean, when they only beat Vietnam 3-0 as six goal favorites, I knew that was an issue. It's like, there's, you need to go out and beat that team 8-0. You know, I'm sorry. I mean, I know maybe it's like, oh, but I mean, England beat a team 7-0. I mean, the other teams have been kicking teams' asses. You know what I mean? And they, they, uh, you know, they just weren't good enough this year. I don't know what the issue is. I don't know what it was. But, uh, yeah, the United States, uh, 
has been eliminated. And um, yeah, I think right now uh, Sweden is not Sweden. I'm sorry. I think Spain's the favorite with England slightly behind them. And then I would assume teams like, you know, Sweden, Japan. Yeah, so are so up what there. I saw is that Sweden, they're ranked like third. Third in the world. Yeah. So this was a tough draw for USA. Um, Which is what happens when you get second in your division, yeah. in your pool. So the other thing I saw was that, because, um, yeah, we didn't see the game, was that if you were just to watch the game, you would judge that USA played better. They had more opportunities. I believe it. They're the better and team. And they just didn't execute and score that goal. Um, and that's the problem. And leaving it up to a shootout, which is, is random, that the uh, the last make for Sweden was had to be reviewed, and it was pretty controversial. It hit, it hit the top of the bar, um, and it... They had to review to make sure it actually went in, and, and they said it did. But um, so crazy thing is, I woke up four thirty in the morning on I guess early Sunday morning, um, and usually I just go right back to sleep. But I was like, yeah, I'm, I don't feel tired enough to fall back asleep. I'm gonna go on my computer for five minutes, and I'll then I'll feel tired. So mm-hmm. I go just get on the turn on the computer, and it, they're in shootouts right at that moment. Oh. And so I didn't get to see it because I don't know how to like log in or something. Yeah. But I did follow it along and watched and be like, oh, are they going to do it? And no, game over. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, but yeah, a lot of lot of uh, controversy with this team. Uh, there's like the fair controversy, which is they're relying on some old players, historic players, players with great reputations. Mm-hmm. They probably don't have the talent or ability right now uh, to be on the team. <clears throat> but you know, they've won they won three straight World Cups or two straight. I think um, too straight, but that but that's those people that have been on that team. They want to give them their proper send off, like like Rapino. I think he was thirty six, um, even Alex Morgan was thirty three, uh, and they just didn't play well. And USA still has the best talent, but they probably didn't play their best talent during this tournament. But we'll have to see four years from now what's going to happen there. Um, but yeah, the other part of it is that a lot of people have been a lot of Americans have been celebrating this loss because. They don't like uh, what Team USA has represented in the past. Um, I think it was Rapino herself that was like openly critical of Trump. I don't know all those stories, but like he, uh, yeah, they do not like each other. <laughs> yeah, he, he posted about it, and it's like you you don't care about this. Shit. You know, he 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 likes to fire at her. It's, it's like they have this funny little just hate for each other because he brought up something about her back in like 2021 or something like that and then he did post something yesterday on his instagram and it actually did get taken down uh so yeah no they they do have this hatred towards one another it's uh but yeah i mean they there was a little bit of controversy with the usa women's team i mean they were a little it, it is the one usa team that it seems like a lot of people that live in America don't care if they lose because they just, they had a lot of their anti-America antics and stuff. So it's like, you know, it is what it is. I mean, people are all prone to their opinion and they're allowed to have their opinion and whatnot. That's what makes this the United States. But what, uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because they are, they are, they're eliminated. Yeah. It means no team will be champions and they'll be happy. Exactly. And, uh, I honestly, the, I really would say, I mean, I'm not a USA. I mean, I'm sorry, not a USA, not a world soccer Wow, let me just try to do this again. I'm not a women's World Cup expert, but I feel like from what I can see and what I've said before, I I, I think it I think it will be Spain. And I will go as far as stay. I'm gonna stick with my guns. I will say it's a Spain England World Cup final. And that's what I'm cheering for right now, just to prove myself right. I wanna see like what do I know? Because I called this before the round of sixteen started. I said I could see it being Spain England. So I'm gonna stick with that. 
and see how close I get. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. But I will say one thing. Uh, the ratings in the America are going to be done. <laughs> like, nobody's watched another game well, ever. might have been done anyways. Yeah. Because all the games are in, like, you know, the middle of the night. I mean, the fucking only the werewolves are watching this shit. Spain play the Netherlands. And the Spain's only, only slight favorites against the Netherlands. Minus 101. Uh, ooh, and then Sweden, Japan. There are some good games coming up. The Elite Eight is going to be good. <laughs> Australia, France is a good one. England, Columbia. It looks like England. England's the biggest favorite out of the remaining eight teams. So, man, maybe the money's got to be on England. I don't know. But uh, I think that uh, I think that wraps it up for sports, right? Anything else? Yeah, that'll do it. You've been listening to episode 236 of the Tony Steak Podcast. 336. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Yes, thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you very much. See you later.